A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Welcome to the quick hitter version of the Mike Wise Show from Pure Hoops Media, people. Our featured conversation this week is with Jeannie Buss, the boss of the 2020 NBA champion Los Angeles Lakers. And she went into some personal losses that date back to December of 2019. You're going to have to hear it. Everybody always talks about your father, your mother, Joan. I don't know anything about her. Could you just say, you don't have to give us the, the I don't want to, the cliff notes seems too trite, but you know, I feel, I feel like she deserves some credit here. I mean, she, she brought you into the world, darn it. <laughs> she, um, you know, she passed away in December. Um, just this and, past December. Yes. And so I don't even know that. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, and I'm glad that you brought her up because it's, it, you know, it's like, going through, you know, this was a, a, a very painful time period for me. I, I lost my mother in mid-December. I lost David Stern right after the, the new year. And then we lost Kobe Bryant shortly afterwards. And it was, it seemed such a heavy burden of, you know, how, how am I going to handle this and losing, you know, these important people in my life. And, you know, what I, what I talked about was how Laker Nation was, you know, we, we came together, like, in, in, and, you know, in, in periods of mourning and grief, you have to have community, you have to have people that you can lean on, because otherwise you feel alone and isolated and and um, you know when when Kobe passed, you know he he was he was a source of strength for me. Um, one of the last conversations we had was he called me because my mother had passed away, and he had heard she passed away, and he wanted to check in on me. This was a person who I loved dearly, and and I thought I would have the rest of my life is in terms of a sounding board for the Lakers and, and just things that were going on. And he, um, you know, we, we asked the league, you know, uh, you know, the night before he passed away, LeBron broke one of his records and Kobe called him to congratulate him on, on passing his record. And, you know, we, we just had this, there's great synergy of, of, you know, Rob Palinka as running our front office is, was Kobe's best friend. And that we just had this like strong group of people connected. And so I asked the league, you know, can you please, um, can we please not play the next game? We need time. Like there's, the players are, it's, it's really taking a toll emotionally on our players, on our staff. And 
you know, and, and we were scheduled to play the Clippers and the Clippers graciously agreed, you know, to postpone the game because we were in this state and, um, you know, it, 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 um, you know, when we did finally come back and play, LeBron made a speech where he, he said to Laker Nation, like, you know, I'm strong, you know, lean on me, you know, I've got broad shoulders. And that's what we did. Laker Nation leaned on LeBron to, to lead us in this grieving process. And it kind of became this, you know, this part of the season of keeping Kobe close to our hearts. And, you know, it, it was something that happened organically. You know, some people said, well, how did the organization tell the team to, you know, you know, when, when Anthony Davis made that game winning shot and said, you know, Kobe's name when he made it. I mean, that's organic. That comes from your heart. That isn't a marketing thing. That's, that's real. And that's, humanity and that's people caring for each other in the time of grief and sorrow and that's what gets us through it that's the only way you get through it is through that community and leaning on each other when we're sad um i'm not crying because uh, uh i um i mean i love i love david stern i think he was a great commissioner and i was very sad and i went to his memorial service very um and, uh, and I didn't get, even though I knew Kobe more peripherally through the job than anything, even though we had some real private moments, I didn't know him like certainly you did and others. And I didn't cry until my son, 10, came up to me and, and he just, it was like a week later and we were watching this Kobe tribute and he goes, dad, you know what's the saddest? And he goes, um, Kobe's daughters aren't going to get to see him grow older. And I like lost it. I lost it. Because, you know, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a dog or a child, like those are your babies and and you um and you realize that those things pain. I where like where I probably should know this, but where were you when you got the news and how devastating was it? Um, and I'm, by the way, I'm crying for you because it's a lot of loss. It 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 it's it, you know, I mean it's it's something yeah. A person that was a father figure to you, not just business-wise, but per personally. And this guy who sort of been part of your life in so many ways. It's sort of like he's not the player anymore. He's this fully developed human being that's got so much to offer. And I mean, it, 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 like some days you just felt like I can't, I, you know, how am I going to get out of bed? And, you know, and, and basketball felt normal because, again, like the community and, and sharing that love and knowing that we will protect the Bryant family, that we love Vanessa and, and Kobe's daughters, and that, you know, the loss of Gianna is, is devastating on so many levels. You know, um, when um, there was a day after Kobe retired, we um, were, we planned to have lunch and Linda Rambis and I, you know, drove to Orange County to meet him and he brought Gianna with him mm. because he wanted Gianna to, you know, see strong women in business. But I think he also knew that 
I was feeling down and feeling lost. You know, I hadn't made the change with my brother and I think he wanted to cheer me up and he wanted to show me like, you're inspiring my daughter and, and my daughter's going to inspire you to, to be the best you can be. And that is the message that I, I know what Kobe meant to me, but I didn't know how generous he was with his time with other athletes from not just basketball, but every sport. Like when, um, uh, uh, the, um, now I'm like blanking on her name, won the US Open. Um, she talked about, you know, she like Kobe was her inspiration and she wore a, a Kobe jersey in her post-game interviews. And um, she, she talked about, you know, meeting him and, and, and she said, someday I want to be as great as you. And Kobe said, no, you're going to be better. And Naomi Osaka. Yeah. Naomi Osaka. Sorry. What a special woman she is. And, and right. And like, and, and that, you know, I had no idea that they had that connection until she talked about it. And, and, and just hearing, you know, football players with the Eagles and soccer players in Europe and, you know, that how he touched people. I know that legacy will never go away. Like we will protect the family. We will love his children and we will, you know, protect what Kobe stood for. And, um, you know, that's how we, we get through this pain because it's, it's painful yeah. and it's sad. There were so many people that, oh, Kobe's complicated legacy. I, I don't know if it was that complicated in the end. I think it was very simple. Here was a guy who, who, who made an awful decision once and never made it again, never made that decision again and, and really strove to be a better dad, be a better husband, be a better player. And, and uh, what got another thing that got me, I got emotional, was when having written Shaquille O'Neal's second autobiography of three. By the way, I don't know any 50-year-old man who has three autobiographies. God bless you, Shaq. But, uh, you know, that was during the time, two, 2000, when we were writing that, when he just was, he loved Kobe the player. He hated him as a person. And they didn't get past that till later. When I saw Kobe Bryant calling, um, uh, calling Sharif, O'Neal, Shaquille's son, who had a heart condition, was unsure that he was ever going to play again and had to switch college, all these things that happened to him. When I saw Kobe checking in on him all days and, and Sharif sharing the text, I oh, just, man, here's this guy, like, he, he really loved Shaquille O'Neal's son, a person who was really, even though they got past that, they became friends, they were really rivals in time on the same team for a while. And I don't know, man, it's just all of that together. If you'd like to hear more from Jeannie Buss, check out the full version of The Mike Wise Show from Pure Hoops Media. And you can also see the video version of The Mike Wise Quick Hitter on the Pure Hoops Media, and hopefully the whole interview on our YouTube channel.